Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Embracing the Gray with Vic and Kels, where we are here to challenge the all or nothing thinking when it comes to all things food, body, and mindset. And today we are picking up part two with Miss Becca Mann, talking all about her kind of food freedom journey. Her, We're going to be talking about body image a little bit today. We're going to be talking about embracing the gray when it comes to food tracking or weight tracking. And we're also going to talk about stop waiting to live your life until you lose weight. So thank you guys so much for being back here with us. Thank you. Hello. How are you, Miss Becca and Miss Vic? I'm good. Happy to be back. Happy to be back. I'm like, we were part two. We should have just planned for a part two. We're chatty ladies. And I was like, there's no way we're going to finish this. So I'm glad that we're back for part two. And we can kind of, I think we did a good job in the last episode, just kind of going over Becca, like your kind of pre-program and then what it's been like in the last year and a half. But now being able to kind of dive deep into like the beautiful life experiences and then also how you are able to like essentially get level with keeping your body at homeostasis and then working towards other goals as well. Yeah. I'm excited. Absolutely. No, I'm super excited to chat about this. I think while I do really, and we are going to make sure that we spend some good quality time on all the experiences you've been able to have and the way that you've been able to be so present and enjoy your life even before experiencing any intentional fat loss. I would just like to kind of talk a a little bit for you, what it was like to embrace that, that gray zone, what it was like for you. Cause I know even a couple months ago, the scale was a scary place for you. And Mm -hmm. if you were really scared to use something like my fitness pal, or to start calorie tracking, because you were terrified that it would lead you to feeling obsessive. So mm-hmm. what are the things that you have done to help you see this as what it is, as just data? Well, honestly, it was just magic. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't <laughs> magic, but it in some ways kind of felt like that at like some points where I have been habitually doing things like getting steps in and going to the gym consistently and like honoring and respecting my body. Like there were so many different things over the course of months prior, I had to go through deeper, like on a deeper level of the different things, like going to try on clothes at Target. That was a difficult thing for me in the past, just trying on clothes in general, because growing up, I had friends that they were all smaller than me. So it was like embarrassing to go dress shopping because I was the bigger size and that was embarrassing. And so going there and going to the gym and healing my relationship with that trying to figure out why I'm going to the gym or respecting my body and the choice, the food choices that I'm having, whether it's like, what do I want or how do I want to feel at the end of this meal? Basically instilling different habits over the course of like the last months, probably essentially the last year, but I feel like I became, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say more serious, but it just be, it just felt more real and consistent in the last few months. And so because I laid that foundation, those mindset shifts, no, I didn't lose weight in the last year. And that was a very frustrating thing for me because I was thinking to myself, I'm doing all these things. I'm, you know, working out, not, well, I wasn't working out consistently. So that's, that's, you know, 
something to note. I wasn't. I definitely was getting steps in and trying to increase activity level and limiting emotional eating, although although it happens sometimes or using the eight app was an amazing thing. I love the eight app and it helps, you know, see how far apart you're having your meals and it take you take a, I'm sure you guys have talked about this on the podcast, but just like the eight app, I just really loved it, but I wasn't losing weight. And that was just frustrating to me. And also I wasn't weighing myself at all. So then I was very scared to jump on the scale I don't know. Everything was just kind of out of whack a little bit. And if I was, this is another thing. If I wasn't weighing myself, I felt like out of control in the sense of, I don't have a sense of where my body is at. Like if I'm changing all these things mentally and then, but like physically, I don't feel connected. Like that's an issue for me. And so that was, that was difficult for me. And so then like, if I wasn't weighing myself, then like I would be body checking, just be like, Oh, are you good? Like, or did you gain weight? Did you lose weight? But then if body image is just, just, a perception of our inner picture, then like, if I'm actually looking, if I'm actually looking into the mirror to like, see that, and I'm having more confidence, but then I get on the scale. And then it, anyways, I was just, I really hope this is making sense because now I feel like I'm confusing myself, but it, I just felt all over the place. I just felt like I wasn't connected. And so I guess like a couple months ago or less than two months ago, actually, I started I decided to start weighing myself every day and really seeing the fluctuations and like really, you know, just, I was just going to see it as data. And I made a choice too. I made like, obviously I've been in this program for a year and at the beginning of the program, the middle three, four, seven, like I wasn't ready for any of this. But when I did decide something just clicked and that's why I said it felt like magic <laughs> because like it kind of did at some, at one point, it kind of felt like that, like something just flipped in my brain. It was like the coolest thing because I was like, whoa, I am looking at the scale and it's like actually math. It's actually data. And I remember on a coaching call, Kelsey, you were telling me about, we were talking about calories and, and calorie and macro calculation just to talk about it. And just, if I was curious about it, just give me the information as well. And I remember feeling in that, in that call, super empowered in the past, I would feel overwhelmed. Like I, even if someone else knew what I was eating, even like if, you know, if I was connected to you on the eight app or something and you knew what I was eating like that made me self-conscious or whatever. And so I, I just kind of made the choice to, to, to jump on this, but also when you were explaining how a, cal a caloric dental caloric deficit is uh, like what it is. I felt empowered, honestly. And that was the first step for me. And it was a very strange feeling of empowerment because like in the past there would be feelings of, Oh my gosh, you did it again. You need to lose weight and you're not pretty enough. And like, you're, you know, the clothes are going to be tight and all, all of those reasons. But empowerment was, I was unpleasantly surprised with that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But Becca, I think too, I mean, it, the, I'm trying to remember like when we first kind of chatted, when you started doing like your in-body scans and you yeah. hadn't put yourself for a really, really long time. And you're like, dude, I have no idea where I'm at. And, and just, I mean, that was really, I felt like a big step was just going to do the in-body scan and knowing what your weight was. And then it yeah. was like, well, how long, how often should I do it? Okay. Well, like every month. And then it got to a point where you were kind of accustomed, like, oh, it's just a number and knowing mm -hmm. that you're doing these things. And I feel like 
obviously I get it. I know what that immediate click feeling feels like, but really when you're looking at it, like your historical data, like it was all adding up to that moment that it mm-hmm. just kind of all made sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was like actually kind of intimidating to like first do that again, because I would get frustrated and, you know, I didn't lose the weight or whatever, but like it did click for me. And I looked at the data and I was like, whoa, like this is math. And so if it's math, if it's just data, and if a caloric deficit is actually just math, and this is more important, and I have a healed relationship with food, then it really is math, you know, like then it really is not like, oh, I feel emotional about this. So I'm going to have ice cream and then, you know, whatever. And then I'm going to have more or whatever. And then it just like the caloric, then it's like a caloric surplus, which you, and you didn't even realize it was, or I didn't even realize it was, but just being aware, like having that awareness, that self-awareness, but it just like a totally different perspective because I do respect my body. I do want to give it good things. Like I do want to feel good and things like that. So I know I'm kind of stressing this point of it being data and math, but like that was just such a life-changing moment for me, like viewing it that way. So now that I am weighing myself most days that I'm at my house, I am able to see it go up and down. And I mean, it, it is going down. Like I've only done this for a couple months, so it's not like I'm super far into this journey, but, but there have been changes for sure. And I've been able to use my fitness pal. And I was very surprised that I was able to do that because in the past, again, it was oh, let me track my calories. And then like, maybe I won't track all of it just to have it like be under the certain amount. And embracing the gray is like part of that for me is how many, how, how, how much calories, how many calories should I have like to be in a gentle caloric deficit? Is there a range? Is there a gray zone? And like to answer your question, if anyone's wondering, yes, there is a gray zone and it, it just kind of, there's just an area that it's, you know, it could be this or between this so that you don't feel obsessive. Because if you look in my fitness pile and it says like plus certain amount of calories in the past, I would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did this. But now that I have like the support from you guys and like being able to just message you and and like just share the data and like also be, being encouraged that it, it still is data. Like it, it only becomes emotional if I decide to make it emotional, honestly. Yep. And so- that's just something that kind of has stood out for me. That's massive for me. Like I just, I need people to hear this. The reason that we're able to look at it as data now, I would say two things. Number one, you have done thought work. You understand that your feelings come from your thoughts, not from the circumstance. It's just like how you started saying, like I was embarrassed to go to Target because I was in a larger size. That is a circumstance that is neutral. Mm -hmm. The only reason you felt embarrassed is because of your thoughts about that circumstance. Because now, as since then, you have been able to go uh, shopping. You've been able to try on Mm -hmm. clothes. And even if you are still in the same larger size, it's a completely different experience. You don't feel embarrassed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And the only thing that changed was your perspective and thoughts about it. It's the same thing like with the number on the scale, that it's just a number. And this is why I encourage people, if you are going to weigh yourself, do it on a daily basis. Do it like data. Keep the parameters the same, that you're using the same scale at the same time after, Mm -hmm. you know, relieving yourself in the morning, right? And 
it's because you're going to recognize that it fluctuates, that it's going to go up and down every single day and that that's normal. And if it goes down, it doesn't mean it's a good thing. And if it goes up, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It is literally just a number and you have the power to choose the way you feel about it. And so like having that foundational thought work done. And then I would say the other thing, I know it was really frustrating for you to maintain your weight. We had another client, Joyce, and she's talked about her weight loss journey for her son's wedding and all the things. And she wanted weight loss too. But the first, like I'd say almost maybe six months in the program, she just maintained her weight. And here's the Mm -hmm. thing. I know that's frustrating for people, but I need people to hear me when I say, we don't have a weight loss problem. We don't have a weight loss problem. People know how to lose weight. You had said it even in the past in part one, I was able to lose weight with this challenge. People don't have a weight loss problem. They have a weight maintenance problem. They're constantly yo-yoing. They're constantly going up and down, up and down, up and down. And so for you to have experienced weight maintenance, now you're able to move slowly and like recognize that, okay, even at this maintained weight, I was able to have these beautiful life experiences. I was able to live the life that I want. I was able to buy the clothes that I want. It's not about changing my body. That'll change the way I feel, but I can still pursue these things. It's just, I might as well do it slowly. I might as well do it sustainably Mm -hmm. because I only want to do it once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think in the program, you also learn like the factors that affect your weight. Right. And it's like, okay, I was thinking about it this morning. Cause we got up early to go to the gym and I'm like, man, my weight looks much different at five 30 in the morning than it does. Mm-hmm. If I'm sleeping in on a Saturday and it's nine, when yeah. we apply our logic to, and, and not an emotional logic, just straight being logical about the situation. Like I would say I always use the same scale, right? But I don't always weigh myself at the same time. During the week, typically go to the gym in early in the morning, the weekends sleep in a little bit. And so it's like there, mm-hmm. it's just crazy because I've I was where you were in the fact like beforehand, where it's like I felt that such a disconnect with my body of like, wait, no, I actually do want to know what's going on. And yeah. just that, you know, you can start pulling levers. I like to think of it as and seeing what's changing. And like, I told Becca the other day, I was like, oh, I ate an hour, like two hours later. And, you know, the scale showed that the next day. And then I was like, well, mm-hmm. today I'm going to eat one hour earlier, literally the next day. Like you can literally see just numbers going either up or down and just being like, okay, it is what it is. Like, great. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, your calorie range is going to change based on your activity, maybe that day that you had like 15,000 steps, like, yeah, it's okay that you like, you're going to naturally just be uh-huh. hungry days and allowing that yeah. and not being like, oh my gosh, it's not within my, within my range, like being okay, because it's not, it's kind of one of those yeah. out of the norm days. Yeah. And also like, I think intention and like why I wanted weight loss, I think that's really important because I can't deny the fact like the culture that I, that we live in. And like, I can't deny that those factors play a role in that. And that's just me being honest that that is a factor of like wanting to, to lose weight. But the other things that became more important than that reason was like really for health reasons, like really was for my blood work. I've actually used to be pre-diabetic and now I'm not pre-diabetic. And that was like really exciting for me. 
those those were the reasons like i i really wanted to be in control of my health and to like really take charge of it i mean no one's gonna do it for me like no one's gonna tell me what to do i need to take action and all of that and so that was really important and even in the last couple months or a little less than a couple months i have lost weight and i have lost body fat and i I don't really body check that much anymore. I mean, that's something that I really struggled with, really struggled with. Can you explain what body checking is? Because even before you knew that term, you didn't even know you were doing it. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't know I was doing it. So basically like looking yourself in the mirror and like examining your flaws. It's basically like checking yourself out, but in a negative way. Like in the, in the worst way possible, checking yourself grabbing, out, I guess. Grabbing at your skin, like day-to-day checking. Oh, is it the same amount as yesterday? I used yeah. to like body check. I think I've shared it before, but like my stretch marks on my arms when I first got them in high school. And I remember mm-hmm. I used to wake up in the morning and like see if there was another mark or like walking past the mirror and being like, wait, hold on. Let me look at that again. Any reflective surface, man, it would be car windows. It would be like the door at a bank or something. Like I was just constantly, I couldn't stop looking at myself and it wasn't in a kind way. And I'd love just real quick. And we, I definitely want to continue going back, but I I think that this is just such a, a key point for people to recognize what was one of the biggest things that you have done to help heal your relationship with the mirror or to help break, because it's a habit, right? Help break that habit. So I think a couple of things, one thing for sure that I've learned in the program is like, this feels even kind of silly or funny saying it, you know, to you guys, but just like looking at yourself in the mirror and looking at your eyes and like saying like, you're doing great or whatever, like kind of hyping, being your own hype woman. And like, that is something I've had to, in the past, I've been very kind of hard on myself and have like a a very high standard for myself, but just not encouraging myself. I'm, I would say I'm a very encouraging person to other people, but like to myself, I've, I've struggled in that way and just being hard, hard on myself, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to being hard on themselves. And so that was with the mirror. It was never like nice thoughts about myself. It was just like, oh, is this where we're still at? Like, you know, just like frustrated or whatever, but taking the focus off of my body and then moving the focus to like, you are instilling habits. You are, you know, being a woman of your word, even for yourself. Like you're doing, you're doing these things for yourself and you should be proud of yourself. And it, it felt so weird and like strange. And I was like, I don't know about that. Like when I was, when you, Kelsey, you were first talking about that, I was like, that's a little weird, but, but I, I did. And I just looked at myself in the eyes and that really, really helped. And knowing that I'm trying my best too. Like I am proud of the life that I'm living and I am, you know, all these different things. That is one thing. The other thing I would say is when I went to Target, for example, I like going to Target or other stores, I would get different types of sizes, like whatever size it was, I would just get a few, but not attach any meaning behind it. Just like get a few sizes, whatever. And I saw this on an Instagram reel, like this girl turned around and tried on her jeans or tried on whatever it is. And if she didn't like the way she felt, just take it off. It's fine. Like no one is like, the person working there is not going to be like, I can't believe you did this. Like no one cares. So just do what, do what makes you feel good in the, in the changing room. That was a big thing of like body respect and trying things on and, and then turning around if I felt good in it and, you know, taking the clothes out for a walk like, and walking down in the changing room in the hallway or whatever. I never really told anyone that before, but awesome. I was like, walk around. Take for a walk. And, like, I love it. Yeah. Take them for a walk. Like, like if you're putting on new shoes and you want to see how you feel. 
um, and just that kind of thing. And just if, see if you feel confident. And if you don't, like, it's okay. Like, no one cares. And so I think just respecting myself in the changing room and like getting the bigger size. I remember a year ago, a little more than a year ago, I was in a wedding and I was a bridesmaid and I got a dress and it was like a few days before the wedding and I tried it on and it, I just didn't feel confident in it. And I felt just terrible. And I was at the the bridal store and they were able to find the same color dress in a different style and a bigger size. I remember saying to them, I will take the bigger size. I will confidently take the bigger size. And that was a big moment for me because I respected myself. I like, that's so huge. Like right there. I just want to take, I'm just imagining you taking these clothes for a walk. I love like this little, just, <laughs> I know. Way of, but okay. People again, recognize everything comes down to your thoughts. You have no problem trying on shoes and taking those shoes for a walk to see how they feel on your foot. And if you needed the next half size up for your shoe, so it would feel good for your foot, you in no way, shape or form would be shaming yourself. You would just be like, oh, I just need the next size up. But for some reason, when it's our body size, like when it's a shirt size, now it has all this meaning that it's just a number. But for some reason, we make it mean that I'm a failure. We make it mean that mm. I'm lovable, that I don't deserve to feel good about myself but that's not true. Just take the clothes for a walk like you would in a shoe. <laughs> I really like this. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But like what I was saying before to like circle back, I have noticed my body changing things fit differently or I was doing squats or something. And I was like, Oh, like I seem maybe a little bit more toned or whatever, but I wasn't really focusing on that at all because I wasn't body checking or whatever. And I had a friend that told me, you're looking like really fit. You're looking good and stuff like that. And I was like, I, I really appreciate that. I, I mean, she's been very supportive of my journey and I'm so grateful. So it wasn't like, oh, you look prettier now or anything like that. But even just that conversation of, I appreciate that and I feel good. Yeah, I do feel like my body's changing a little bit. But like we talked about that, that is not the reason. Because if that was the reason for me to manipulate my body, then I would have quit several weeks ago. You know, like I would have just been done. So by my intention being, Yes, I still want weight loss. And even if I have great blood work, I still want weight loss. Like that's just something that I want to accomplish. And it, it, it's important to me. We all have body autonomy. Like it, it's just something that I want to do. My body is changing. My body fat percentage has lowered even in the last like less than a couple of months. It's not anymore about how it looks or anything. Another thing that has really healed this and just this concept of like, I told our group about that I got a bikini. That was a really big deal for me because growing up, I didn't wear bikinis because I didn't feel confident enough. I didn't feel like I had the right body for it, or I wasn't small enough for it. And it was for everyone else, but not for me or whatever. And so I got like this high-waisted bikini and I just, I just ordered on Amazon and I tried on here and, and I, and I thought I liked it. I liked it enough. You know, I wasn't you know, obsessed with it and thought it was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. I liked it enough and I felt good enough. And then when I was on these trips with these bikinis, I never about the bikini anyways. I mean, maybe for some people it is, but for me, it was just about the moments that I was living in. The program has really taught me to be present in the moment and being present with my family or friends. Yeah. I felt so good and proud of myself for just getting the bikini, not after the weight loss or not the after, not waiting for the after picture or whatever, which I'm not doing that. I'm able to like really be in the moment and 
pursue these fat loss goals and fitness goals and stuff like that. It makes my heart happy because I've also, oh gosh, I'm going to cry. I'm not going to cry. But being able to like recreate those experiences for yourself is a beautiful thing. Like going to Target, I used to hate going because not wanting to like go places with friends because you know that you can't wear any of their clothes and like feeling like you have to wear sleepovers. (laughs) Yeah. Being able to redefine those moments and experiences for yourself in such a beautiful way. One, it's incredible because I know how it is firsthand, but it's also really cool to see you do it. Thanks. I know. I know. (laughs) This is this whole thing. Because I, and this is, this is the biggest thing I want people to take away from this podcast, from our program, from everything. Please be present. Don't miss out on your life. There's so many people who, who won't go to the beach. Like they, they'll say this. I can't go to the beach. I can't wear that. I can't go here. I can't do these. I can't date. I can't Mm. go on any of these adventures because I'm not good enough. I don't, because I haven't lost the weight yet. And I'm just like, please stop waiting and missing your life like I Mm. promise that it's that word you said and you can have both like you can enjoy right now and still pursue fat loss or pursue whatever goal it is in life that you have we're all Mm. you know trying and striving for an ideal future version of ourselves like but that doesn't mean that you don't deserve to feel good about yourself right now. I think that's the big key. I don't know about you, Victoria, but that phrase, it just stuck with me for so long for different things. Like I don't deserve, I don't deserve. It's such bullshit. Yeah. And instead of saying that I've said to myself, like, why not now? Why not you? Like, like who's stopping you? And I remember my sister and her best friend, their 30th birthday, we rented bikes. And that was like a big deal for me because up until that time, I maybe rode a bike for like a mile tops, maybe ended up doing eight and a half miles, just lived our life. I remember being on the bike and looking at this pizza restaurant that we were at the day before as we were riding down the road. And I remember thinking, whoa, yesterday that was a moment. And today this is a memory to be present just be present in your moments because tomorrow they're going to be memories. I just remember that trip was just so beautiful. Just the seeing the colors in the sky, like were just unbelievable. And the the conversations we had, it feels like such a gift to be present because I know what it's like to not be and to think about so many different things. And I'm still working at it. I'm not like fully present. You know, everyone has things, thoughts that are going through their mind. At least I'm able to be like, wait, I can be be present with the moment. What do you want out of this? I remember when my sister got engaged, I I wore this dress that I felt pretty confident in. It was kind of a whirlwind of events and it was a big surprise and all these different things. And I was like, I'm just going to throw this dress that I liked into my bag or whatever. And I remember being at the engagement, going to the bathroom, and then I was like body checking while everyone was drinking wine or whatever. It was five seconds of body checking. But I remember in that moment, thinking you are not here to body check. Your sister is getting engaged right now. You want to be out there. I I remember being able to feel confident enough. It's not like a switch where, you know, you all, all of a sudden you'll feel 
super confident or anything like that. It has definitely taken time. I did pole dancing like <laughs> for my friend's bachelorette weekend. And that was so fun, but like totally out of my comfort zone. I don't go to the gym in a sports bra. Like that's not something that I do. And maybe that'll change one day, but I'm just not comfortable with it right now. And that's fine. The point is, it was that I debated, am I going to be the, the girl that wears the t-shirt? And what am I going to do? And I just kind of went back and forth and a little bit mentally stressed about it. Not crazy stressed, but just it, it took up some space. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take off my shirt. This is, this is just a girl thing. The windows are tinted, like whatever. And I just remember feeling so confident after that, knowing that I am, I'm showing up even in the body that I'm in. And then we went out dancing the next night or something. And I remember feeling so good in my body. And that was so amazing. I felt, and it was the same dress actually that I wore for my sister's engagement. But I remember feeling way more confident that night. I had so much fun and I was present and I was like, wow. Like this, this is living my life. Wow. Did you enjoy pole dancing? Was it a good experience? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was laughing, lots of laughing and lots of laughing. It was honestly a confidence booster. It's never, it's not something that I would ever think that I would do, but it was actually so much fun. I do recommend it. It's not going to be my profession, (laughs) just disclaimer, but it was just like a fun life experience. And it was just cool to be able to be present in a moment where the past version of myself would just not want to be in a sports bra or whatever, not feeling confident to dance and things like that. It was out of my comfort zone, but I still did it anyways. The whole concept of being courageous is doing it while you're scared. And I wasn't crippled with anxiety there or anything like that. It was nothing like that, but I was still a little bit intimidated. Well, I think the big thing too, is the amount of women that I talk to who maybe they go out to dinner or they're out with the girls, but all they can think about is what people are thinking about them and their food choices and how fast they ate. We're just constantly thinking about what other people are thinking about us, that they're not even in the moment. They're not even listening to the conversation. I remember Mm. Victoria and I, we were talking about at one point, like doing a reel on the outside. We Mm. look like we're having a conversation on the inside. I'm being like, oh my God, is she going to eat that piece of bread? Oh my God. Like what? Like, like, oh my gosh, she just dipped it in oil oh my gosh with salt like what do you like yeah. like the, the thoughts that are that we well one that we think that we were thinking that other people are thinking about us. Yes. how crazy is it that we allow ourselves to go down that rabbit hole when really this person's like oh this is like the best ribeye I've ever had they're not mm-hmm. preoccupied and being able to free mm-hmm. your mind I've noticed a level of confidence that I have that I have now that I didn't have before. It's just amazing. Even being, you know, being present with your meals and everything. I had this weird memory that just popped up in my head. I haven't thought about it in a very long time, but I was thinking first grade or something like that. We were having pizza at lunch or something. And I like wanted someone's pizza crust or, or whatever. And I remember ripping the pizza crust and this might not actually have happened, but this was my perception of what happened. I ripped off the pizza to have some of the, another person's pizza. And then like all the drinks fell and I was so self-conscious. And I actually think that this might be a memory that, you know, normally I would talk about this on the coaching call and it's kind of funny that I'm sharing this now, but it was just a moment of being self-conscious. Like, oh my gosh, what are people thinking of me? Do they think like I'm a fat loser that I'm trying to take someone else's food? What do they think of me or whatever? And so just being able to now to confidently be like, are you going to eat that? No, I'm just kidding. I don't really do that. But just to confidently be, you know, just enjoying your food and enjoying the moment and enjoying like whatever it is that you're there for, just being present in that 
that's just, uh, that was, I don't know. More people are going to resonate with that. Again, I, I've heard this whole phrasing of there's post-traumatic stress or there's post-traumatic growth. And mm-hmm. we always have the opportunity to reframe our past. And for mm-hmm. you to be able to see that as a moment and to be like, I'm no longer in this space and almost look at that past version of yourself with compassion, all this empathy and just understanding and love and forgiveness. Like, I really do think that that helps impact you as a person today and how you interact with others. And I would say, Becca, it's just funny how many shared experiences we have. Certain things were, oh my gosh, I want the pizza crust. Was pizza a normal thing that was at your house all the time? Mm -hmm. I don't know. There were definitely things when I was younger, like in elementary school and things, kids would have certain foods and it was like the food on the pedestal that we always talk about. Like, can I have that? I don't have gushers at my house or whatever, but it's just crazy that even just not maybe having them in our everyday life, even if they're in the back of the cabinet, who cares how like the mind of a little girl is, oh my gosh, I I need to have that right now. And that's Mm -hmm. where, where Kelsey brings in compassion and understanding. Now you, you can have that, that stuff. I was going to say, you can have that shit. You can have that Uh stuff in the back of your pantry or in your freezer, like the pizza and it's okay. And it's there. And it's not something you're going to go to every single day. But again, like you are redefining that experience, just like you did with like going, getting a bikini, taking your clothes for a walk at Target and like enjoying the experience. These are all examples of you recreating that for younger. Yeah, that's so true. And also something that has really inspired me, Victoria, I'm talking to you, um, (laughs) is that you have been able to embrace your journey every step of the way. That is something that was a new concept for me. Whatever size you were at, you embraced that part of the journey. I remember talking to you, I think it it was several months ago when I was playing sand volleyball and I wasn't thinking, oh, how can I increase my activity? I really just wanted to play sand volleyball. So as a byproduct, my activity was increasing. And as a byproduct of that, I was like sweating more and and, and exerted more energy and like felt like I was crashing. And, And I remember you telling me like, oh, you can get gummies and eat that while you're between games or whatever. And that could curb your, you know, feeling fatigued and all this kind of stuff. And you mentioned like probably in passing over a voice message, just that's part of the journey. You can have fun with it. Like you don't have to have the Gatorade zero to whatever. I don't remember exactly what you said, but just the concept of enjoying the gummies. That was just a cool light bulb moment for me of, whoa, I can embrace this journey. I don't have to feel good about everything at the end of the journey. I can feel good throughout the journey. And that was something that has really inspired me that you really have inspired me in that way. That gave me permission to be like, wow, I can embrace my gym experience right now. Like I can embrace just now starting to hip thrust again or whatever, and or just whatever, whatever it is, like just embracing that moment. I can embrace having ice cream, not embracing in the sense of eating like half of a tub or anything, but I can embrace incorporating into my meals, enjoying it and not restricting myself And so that was just, I don't know, I could talk about that for a long time, but you have really inspired me on embracing each part of your journey. Thank you. I appreciate that. And yes, you can have Sour Patch Kids mid-workout. It's okay. Like, especially like one of the training cycles Josh and I were doing, I just like hit a mid-workout slump. And that was just something I'm like, okay, I'm looking forward to that. Like I will deadlift more because I have specifically the blue Sour Patch Kids. So. (laughs) But it's that's like, amazing. Cool, but it's like, and you then, decided that. Yeah, you can decide that and move forward. So 
I, but I, I love it. Like, again, it's, you're able to look at food as neutral. Like I just recently, we had a brand new client who joined us and she's been in the program a week. She came on the call today and just like, oh my gosh, I have to tell you, like it's clicked in this last supper mentality. I get it. She's like, I didn't even realize she messed up the diet on Thursday because she couldn't start again until Monday, even though on say Sunday, she wanted maybe a turkey sandwich or she wanted something more nourishing because she told herself that Monday she was going to start over. So she needed to make the weekend count. So she would get the extra large pizza, even though pizza wasn't even what she wanted, but she needed to like, Mm. and, and it's just like the more that people can realize you can eat the candy. You can eat the pizza. You're a grown ass adult. You can, you can have throw a, away the food. You can throw mm. away the, all these things. Like you can have these yeah. every single day if you want to. There is no judgment. There is no all or nothing. There is no perfect or effort anymore. All of a sudden you can enjoy these meal experiences and you will find you naturally reach for more nourishing foods just naturally because that's actually what your body wants and it feels good. Yeah. But you can also enjoy these more fun foods without guilt, Mm -hmm. without shame, without putting all this meaning behind it, that I'm a failure if I eat this. It makes no sense. It makes no Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. But anyway, I I so appreciate you sharing your journey. I know you were another, another member who was able to just have so much change so quickly in the program, your digestion changed your, your, Mm -hmm. you know, the way you thought about food again, maybe it wasn't, you had weight loss right away, but the, mm-hmm. you had all these massive mindset shifts and all these beautiful experiences and moments really, really quickly. And I, I want people to recognize that, like joining the program, you can have change really quickly. Is there anything that you'd love to yeah. share before we- I just wanted to share one more thing. Yeah, just the concept that if I wasn't a part of this program, that I don't think it would be possible to- to really see all of this as data, see all of this as math, be able to do this and have a slow weight progression, lose body fat, like, because I have the support and because I have coaches and because I have ladies that support me, I really do think that that, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm very proud of myself and I've, and I have made choices and, you know, I'm proud of myself, but at the same time, there is just something different about having accountability and being able to talk to people who have been the, on the journey before you like that. There's just no doubt about that. I just wanted to throw that out there because it, it, it means a lot to me. I really, I appreciate you saying that. I believe it's true. There's a whole study and we can put it in the show notes. It's a meta-analysis. So it's a study about studies of 6,000 participants who were all able to successfully maintain weight loss, not lose weight, maintain the weight loss. And there was four things that all of them said that they needed in order to help them maintain that weight loss. Number Mm -hmm. one, being able to have the perseverance for those inevitable setbacks. Just recognizing no matter what, as Joyce would say, cha-cha, you're going to take two steps forward. You're going to have a step back. Just know that there's going to be setbacks. Life is going to happen. There's going to be moments. There's, there's death. There's, vacations, there's things happen like to not just like let that mean that you're a failure, but to have perseverance. So that's number one. Number two was take it day by day. Take it day by day. What is the best that I can do today? Who do I want to show up as today? Rather than thinking like I have to start it all over on Monday or like the weekend is ruined or whatever, just focusing on the here and now. 
Number three was embracing the journey for the long term. You said this is long term. I'm instilling habits for the rest of my life. And this Mm -hmm. weight loss might be slow, but I only have to do it once. So I might as well enjoy the journey along the way. And then number four, and this was the big one, was having a support system of people to help reset their mindset. Guys, we are not meant to do this journey alone. We just aren't. And being able to have people in your corner to help encourage you when you have those inevitable setbacks to be able to help you reframe any sort of experience or thought that you're having, we have to have it. I will forever be investing in coaching and communities for myself. I'm not saying that I'm the expert. I've got it all figured out. I don't need help. I'm not saying any of that. I have my own coaches. I have my own mentors. I have my own coaching community that I lean into when I have my inevitable setbacks. And so whatever it is in your life, it doesn't have to be weight loss, doesn't have to be body image. If you want to make progress, sustainable, long-term progress in anything in your life, get a support system. So thank you for sharing that. And and if guys, if you do want to learn more about the Rediscover You Free program, which is what has helped Victoria and help Becca get to this place of self-acceptance, self-love, being in a body that allows you to do things that that makes you feel good. I really do encourage you book a free breakthrough call with me. We'll leave the link down below. We're here for you. We we want to join you on the other side. We want to support you. Yes. Do you have any other announcements, Kels? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm decide. I love it. Victoria is one of my community members, by the way, like she's my, one of my mentors and coaches as well. Like, I don't know if anyone realized, I don't even know if she recognizes that, but she's one of those people that will help push me to keep be you on your toes keep me on my toes be the best version of myself uh yes it is on my heart and so uh, I'm just gonna commit to it because my favorite quote everybody take this right like if you talk about it it's a dream if you envision it it's a possibility if you schedule it it's a reality by Tony Robbins which is also why you should schedule a breakthrough call. But anyway, uh, <laughs> what are you scheduling? Uh, I am scheduling a body image boot camp. I am really, really excited to be bringing this up. I think it just works really well with what we're talking about today. Just like Becca was saying, yes, she does want fat loss. Yes, she is pursuing those things, but it couldn't have happened if she hadn't had learned how to deal with those thoughts, how to heal her relationship with her body and how to have body respect first. You cannot hate yourself into a version that you love. And so I really wanna help more women understand that. And so we're gonna have a body image bootcamp. It'll be a three day event where I will be giving you all the tactics, everything that I know to help you rewire your brain so that you can feel really good in your skin. And that will be September 24th, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Becca, for coming on the last two episodes. It's been really, I love it. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. And it's been so beautiful to see your progress and your process and your journey and all of the, the life that you've lived in it. So we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Seriously. We'll talk to you guys next week. We love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.